When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time for Odds and End Zones, a feature of the Fans First Sports Network. It's time to sweat it out. Here's your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Adam, the Denver Broncos completely and utterly dominated, flogged, manhandled, whatever adjective you want to use. The Broncos did it to Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley, and the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. It was one of the most complete football games. I will say this. It is the most complete football game we have seen from a Denver Broncos team since 2015. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I, um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, I can't think of any any game off the top of my head that would have been considered more complete. I'm sure we've seen some complete football games, and it probably should be easier for us to remember them because they're so few and far between over the course of the last almost a decade. But I digress on that. Yes, uh, it was a dismantling of a team that absolutely is in shambles. Uh, the The Los Angeles Chargers are are and I'm not going to say surprisingly bad because I'm so, you know how I feel about it. We've, we talk about it all the time. They are constantly the media darlings of the off season and how great they're going to be with all their talent. And they always end up about where they are right now on the cusp of the, of the playoffs or not in the playoffs, or if they do get to the playoffs, they lose right away, but they're not really a contender. And I'm not saying, I'm not out here saying, well, the Broncos are a contender and they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not going to go that way. 
uh, right now, and we'll talk about their prospects moving forward. But it is, I, I thought it was an excellent example of what the Chargers are every year. They have a ton of talent. I mean, you go all the way back to the early 2000s, the Ladanian Tomlinson years, the uh, you know when when Philip Rivers was the the quarterback, and they they have had you know Philip Rivers. They were honoring Antonio Gates uh, just to, to sort of bring that up. I mean, they have always had talent. They have always been a team that the media looks at and goes, they're going to win the AFC West. They're going to make a deep playoff run. They're a Super Bowl contender every single year. And every single year, Chargers going to Charger. It just keeps happening. And from my perspective as a Bronco fan, I'm totally fine with it. And I love the fact that, as you said, it was a complete game. Defense, offense, special teams, everybody showed up. Everybody made something happen. Uh, what When we say complete, well, we, don't, we don't say perfect, right? Right, and there was except for a uh, except for a certain receiver who shall not be named. A guy, there was a guy that struggled, but the the Broncos overcame that as well. And uh, you know, it was it was a good win. It was a good win. It was one of those wins where you go, yes, that is a that is something you can point at and go, the the progress is being made there. Uh, I, you know what? And I am going to mention the guy. I'm going to bring his name up because I I do want to talk about it in terms of. You know, we we kind of got upset with with Jerry Judy. If you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Jerry Judy. We got upset about Jerry Judy a few weeks ago with the whole uh, Steve Smith thing and and the way that Jerry Judy was acting. And I, you know, it was tweeted out at one point. Uh, I think Nick Kendall tweeted it out about who the Broncos could have drafted, but instead they drafted Jerry Judy. Uh, although Justin go, Jefferson, you know, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb. Yeah, you, if, but if you go back to that draft, everybody walked away from it feeling good. Um, and, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna completely destroy Jerry Judy on this one. Not because he doesn't deserve it. He does. I mean, he, he made some, I, I, how you don't drag that toe, how you don't catch those balls that hit you in the hands as a professional wide receiver in the NFL. I don't know, but I, I look at what's going on with him and his fit in this offense and Sean Payton said it going into the game. And I think it sort of put a little fuel to the fire of the narrative of, whether or not Russell Wilson was good for this team about wanting to get the ball into Jerry Judy's hands. He had his opportunities against the chargers. He had plenty of opportunity to prove to Russ in particular, because if I'm a quarterback, I'm going to throw it to somebody I trust prove to Russ that he's, he's a trustworthy wide receiver. And I don't think there's anything more embarrassing than performing a very well choreographed touchdown celebration with your teammates uh, where you are acting as if you have just done something incredible. And I'm not saying people should be Barry Sanders and just give the football to the referee, but you, you celebrated that like you won the Super Bowl. You celebrated that like you, you did the, the greatest thing ever. Like you invented a cure for cancer or something. That, that was the, the, the choreographed celebration. And then upon further review, right, the toe doesn't drag. And you, you have to start questioning whether his mental focus is where it needs to be right now. And I, what, what I hope for Jerry Judy is that Sean Payton can get him focused because he is talented. He is the type of receiver that the Broncos could use. But it's all mental at this point. 
and it it I I hope he turns it around. But I watched that and was like, this is this is a guy who just doesn't get it right now. He just doesn't get it. So before I get into Jerry Judy, I think that's the the, the type of win the Broncos got for the magnitude of the game and to perform the way they did with how the season started, with how the last eight years have gone. If the Broncos play like that, they not only will be in the playoffs, they will be a threat to win playoff games because that's how you win football games in the National Football League. And even before Justin Herbert got hurt, they were all over him. They were pressuring him. They were sacking him. That's why he got his finger broken, and now he's out for the rest of the season. So in that game, in that magnitude, to perform like that is a testament to Sean Payton and his coaching staff and the players, most of them, for stepping up. As for Jerry Judy, he's a jag. We're on four years. He's not going to figure it out. He's not going to get the mental issues figured out. Get rid of him. Bench him. He should not see the field the rest of the year. Give it to a guy like Brandon Johnson who's going to make those plays and has proven he will make those plays. Jerry Judy is what Steve Smith said he was. And for anyone who wants to complain about Steve Smith, he's still one of the best receivers to ever play the game. And he knows the position. So if he says something, he's probably right. And I, I just, I, I, the thing, and I don't want to hear Jerry Judy complain ever again, ever again, because he does that better than he does being, than he does playing receiver is complain and whine. Yeah. I'm done with him. Yeah. And I hope the Broncos are too, because <laughs> at some point he's going to cost the Broncos because he's so unreliable. Well, and, and that's an excellent point. And I, I, I think that, I think we're coming at it from like, we're starting at the same point and I think we're going in different directions. And I don't know if necessarily it's the Broncos that can fix him. Maybe he needs another team. Maybe he needs a different coaching staff. Maybe he needs a different quarterback, but I'm not going to allow Jerry Judy dropping the football and not, and not dragging his toe and, and losing concentration and whatnot influence my my decision on whether or not I think Russell Wilson should be the quarterback moving forward and we saw some of that oh, on Twitter 100%. as well I it just that, that, that to me is that, that's just asinine yeah it, yeah it, it's asinine to put a, a the side the sideline ball in particular was the only place for Jerry Judy to catch it and 99.9% of the receivers in the National Football League make that catch 99.9% of the receivers in the National Football League get their toe down and that's a touchdown. It's toe drag it's not swag. Russell Wilson's fault. It's toe drag swag. They all want to do it. Every single wide receiver. But you know how I know it's every single wide receiver? Because I watch my son and his friends at the age of eleven and twelve years old when they play football out in the yard, every single catch they're dragging their toes. Every single catch it's a sideline catch. They're all doing it because it's that toe drag swag and it's that's what they want to do. And these are I mean it's like in situations where you're not even near what would be considered a sideline, they're still doing it. So why wouldn't Jerry Judy have done that? It is just, it's mind boggling. And, and I think the other thing here, and I, I, so I think maybe we move on from Jerry Judy. You bring up an excellent point. The Denver Broncos, aside from this one guy, look like a team that is dangerous. They look like a team that could make a deep playoff run. If you're the, if you're the number two seed in the AFC, the Broncos sneak in as the seventh seed. How comfortable are you? 
Probably not very. When you see what the Denver Broncos have done since being one in five, you're probably looking at, at the Denver Broncos going, yeah, I'd rather not have to play them in the playoffs. I'd like to avoid that if I can. And so the two seed in particular, you're looking at that going, I don't know who the two seed is right now. I can't, I, I know it's the Ravens are one. Who's it's the Dolphins. It's the Dolphins. Maybe the Dolphins aren't looking at it like that. So maybe I, I, I digress a little bit. Well, the, but, the way that they choked that game against the Titans. Yeah. It, it isn't necessarily off the table that the Broncos couldn't turn that around against them. But, but it's, it is one of those things where, you know, you, you look at, at what they've done, how, how you wouldn't be impressed by that. I don't know. And now they get to go on. They, they, they beat it, uh, an AFC West rival. They sort of righted the ship after a, a tough loss to a Houston team that uh, was on a bit of a run themselves and then went and lost to the jets, which I don't know. What are you doing? But you know, whatever, it's fine. And in, and now you've got you've got you you've got this win against a division rival, and now you've got a chance to make a statement against one of the teams in the NFC that is considered to be one of the better teams in the NFC. They are uh, struggling right now, the Detroit Lions, but throughout the course of the season, they've been very good. It, it, this is a this is a game that where the Broncos could say, yeah, we're we're not 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 only are we in the hunt, but we're for real. This is a re- this is a real deal thing, and a lot of a lot of the media is coming around. A lot of talking heads are starting to figure it out. I know Rich Eisen has been uh, a big sort of like he's been on there, but you, you know me, I come home at, at lunch and watch Rich Eisen, uh, a big proponent of theirs, and saying that he thinks they're going to get in or could get in and whatnot. They win this game. They go they go to D- they go to Detroit, and they they steal a win in Detroit. I, I mean schedule sets itself up real nice for them to just sort of cruise into the playoffs on a high and and really be able to carry that momentum into the first week of the playoffs and steal a win there before we get into the game since we're a betting show yes we are i showed you a bet slip that i had for a bonus bet i got for sean payton coach of the year yep i just looked at DraftKings. The odds have adjusted since I put that bet in yesterday. Okay. He's now plus 950. Oh, that's I still good really too. good. That's still really good value, but it's already adjusted. And I will say this. I told, I told this to you. If they go into Detroit, and I think they will, and beat the Lions, oh. then they have the Patriots, Chargers, and Raiders. Yes, they do. They will win those three games. Yes, they will sure. be 11 and 5. Could you Sean imagine? Sean Payton will win. Sean Payton will win the coach of the year to Could start one and five. I have, I haven't looked. I believe there have only been three teams in the history of the national football league to start one and five and make the playoffs. There'd be 11 and three six, teams. You said 11 and five, three teams. But yeah. Oh yeah. That's okay. I know they screwed us up by adding that extra game. I hate it. I don't know how to add to 17. It still, still hurts. But let's not lose sight of what Sean Payton is doing because it's historic. Three teams have started one and five to make the playoffs. And if they go into Detroit, and I think they will and win, they will be the fourth team to ever do it. He will be the coach of the year, period. End of discussion. So I, get on that. I, I I already did. I jumped on it. I got it at plus 1,500. So... Uh, I had a little $5 bonus bet I threw on that. That's not a terrible payout. Um, 
I, yeah, I, and and now you're saying it's adjusted again. I, it's only going to continue to adjust every time they win. If you bet for value and you want to get in on that, get in on it. Uh, I think I think it's a good one. Uh, my bet on uh, the Broncos to make the playoffs was plus nine hundred, I think, or nine fifty. Uh, so that's another good one if you got in on that. It, that. That one's I'm sure getting smaller as well. But let's go ahead and let's go to Detroit and let's talk about that game because it is a game on the road. And and here's what I wrote down in my in my rundown. You know I like to do a little rundown. And I wrote down this game scares me, and and it does not because I don't think that they can win. I do think they can win. I also believe that if they lose, which they could lose, that doesn't mean they won't make the playoffs because their last three games are games that they should be able to get wins in. It just makes it more difficult. And I think I saw somebody had tweeted out the percentages of you know if they win out, they're like ninety percent to get in. If they uh, if they lose this game but then win out, it's like. 80% to get in. It's still very good. The chances are still very high that they would get into the playoffs, even with a loss. But the game scares me because it's the, it's the lions who are struggling. They just lost to the bears. They, they haven't played well the last couple of weeks and now they're playing at home. So they're not playing on the road. They're not playing in the elements. They seem to be, be better indoors, which makes sense. They're an indoor team and, and the Broncos have given up 28 points a game on the road. The Lions score 28 points a game at home. The Broncos score 20 points a game on the road. Just statistically, and I don't I don't love stats. Everybody knows I don't usually use stats. But just statistically, that makes me nervous. That makes me go, oh, I don't really know. But, and we, we definitely have to address this. You brought up in the pre-show fist fight that if we take away the Miami game, which is one of the six road games they've played so far, that number goes from 28 points a game given up by the defense to 20 on the road. That right there? It's actually about about 19. 19 it's 19.6, as I recall, when, we, when I did the math on my calculator, because what are we talking about here? Am I going to not use a calculator? That made me feel better. So thank you. I appreciate that. And I think the thing to look at is how complete the Broncos played. The pressure that they got on Justin Herbert, they'll do to Jared Goff. The way the offense played, the, the Lions' defense is not good. They'll be able to make plays. I, I I don't think it's as bad as the Chargers, but it, it could be on par. I think it's safe to say the Lions' defense is on par with the Chargers. So okay. I, I think the confidence and the belief that this team has right now is going to be off the charts with how they played on Sunday. And there's two things. The game plan that Vance Joseph had, blitzing with linebackers and blitzing with the secondary. We have not seen that. That's going to be something that you carry over to the game against the Lions on Saturday night. And then the play call on the game ceiling touchdown from Russell Wilson to Adam Troutman was a chef's kiss, beautiful play call. That's the type of play call that you can tell that Sean Payton is starting to figure out Russell Wilson and this offense. That win, I, I can't state it enough what that win over the Chargers is going to do for this team's belief and confidence heading into Detroit. On top of winning six of their last seven games, you have that dominating effort now. And Sean Payton told the broadcasting crew of Andrew Catalan, Matt Ryan, and 
one of the bar is it Ronde Barber? Is that the uh, barber that was in, or is it Tiki? Tiki? I don't remember. Tiki, Ronde, I mean, they're you know, good dudes, whatever. One, one of the barber, but they said that Sean Payton told him that the Broncos had their best day of practice throughout the entire season leading up to the Chargers. I think that's where that's where you win games. That's where the Broncos are going to win this game. They're going to get that carryover. They're going to get that burst. And again, we're a betting show. I don't know how the Lions are a five-point favorite. I, I get the three. You generally get three on the road. That's generally the rule. But the Lions lost on Thanksgiving to the Packers. at And they not only lost... They got beat handily at home by the Packers. They barely beat the Saints. Just lost to the Bears at home. This is a team that is reeling. And you could even go back a couple weeks before that. So I, I don't... I. I, I am I am bullish on the Broncos this week. I I just I'm bullish on Sean Payton. I'm bullish on Vance Joseph, and we've talked about this. Kudos to Vance Joseph for what he's done to this defense. It's now going to be a top ten defense in terms of points per game allowed because of what they've done since that Miami game. That's crazy. I'll have to double check that, but I think that's what I saw in the Mile High Report Slack from Taylor. But regardless. The defense is playing out of its mind. And what they did against Justin Herbert is what you do against Jared Goff because Jared Goff has morphed back into Jared Goff. Which is fantastic as we as we uh, get to watch the Denver Broncos go to Detroit. And so let's jump into our keys to the game. And, and I, I think I'll go first because it, it is a playoff of what you talked about with the defense. And, and to me, the key to the game is win the turnover battle. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean Russell Wilson can't turn it over uh, although that would be my preference is for Russell Wilson to not turn it over and to not have anybody put the ball on the ground and whatnot. Those kinds of things happen, though. But for the defense to continue to do what it's done, which is force turnovers, right? Uh, you know, get an interception, right? Jump a route, which hasn't really been there for it. It's not been jumping routes so much as it's been uh, knocking the ball out, right? Putting your, hel- putting, putting your helmet into the ball, right? Punching the ball out making those plays where you hold a guy up and rip it out like we saw the Broncos do against the Bills on the very first play from scrimmage. The the idea of swarm to the ball, get the ball out, get on the ball, and, and pick them up. In fact, uh, if you want to go back to the Houston game, they did that in one, in one instance where the ball gets on the ground with two Broncos around it and they don't come up with the recovery. They recover that fumble. We're talking about a completely different complexion right now as well because they probably end up winning that game. But that is the type of thing that they've been doing over the course of this sort of, uh, it's obviously not a winning streak anymore because of that loss, but this run of wins is they've been forcing turnovers. And it hasn't been lucky turnovers. They've been forced turnovers. They've been getting hits on the quarterback. They've been holding guys up and stripping the ball. They've been punching things. To me, that's huge because you're stealing offensive possessions that way. You're taking another team's offensive possession and you're taking ownership of it. And while it's frustrating when they don't score off of those, and that is something that they also have to, you got to score off of turnovers, but it's also the fact that you just stole a possession. And so maybe you don't score, but you they didn't score either. You took away that opportunity to score. You switched the field. Those are the kinds of things that win games as well. So it's not just about putting 
you know, points on the board. It's about switching the field and making it easier for your offense. If say they can't get something done right afterwards, you force a punt. Now you got the ball on the 50 or the 40 and you have a short field to work with. So to me, it's turnovers. It's win the turnover battle. That's going to be the way to guarantee a win here. I like how you said that it's not lucky because this is turning into a mindset for this defense. And I do a five questions with the other SB Nation site that the Broncos play that week. And this week it's Pride of Detroit. And I said, I said that it's a mindset. And I compared it to whenever I get cake, I want more of it. That's like the Broncos with turnovers. They want more of them. And it's an addiction. Luckily for me, luckily for me, the more turnovers doesn't do what more cake does. But that that's the mindset of it, where you just you get it, you get a taste, you want more, and you want more, and it becomes a mindset. And that's what's happened with this defense. I think the tackling was better against the Chargers as well. In terms of my key to the game, they need to control the offensive line on both sides of the ball. They need to control the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively. And I know it's a cliche. That could be the key to the game every game of the week. But against the Dan Campbell coached team with a team that has a, a really good offensive line, and I still think a formidable front seven, the Broncos need to control the line of scrimmage on Saturday night if they're going to win this game in Detroit. Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting you bring up the the line of scrimmage. One of the things that I, I think you, you we have to remember is that the offense for the Lions is not a bad offense. They've got weapons. You know, David Montgomery, for example, has looked good in this offense. And uh, that, to me, is is part of controlling that offensive line, defensive line situation is controlling the running attack of the, the Lions, forcing them to throw the football, forcing them to challenge that secondary, and really allowing Vance Joseph to call a defense that, Let's his secondary pin their ears back and maybe maybe get a blitz here and there, blitz the line back. I, I just like the opportunity and the idea. I do feel like uh, you, you've got a good one there with that key to the game. I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, players to watch. Let's jump into that. Uh, offense. Let's go offense first. Go ahead. I'll, I'll carry over my key to the game and say the offensive line. I, I think the offensive line had a bounce back game after the way it played against Houston was better against the Chargers. I'd like to see them be a little bit better running the football. Quinn Meniers should be back after his little health scare with the raising heart rate that put him into the hospital. Graham Glasgow had that same um, health incident a couple of years ago, and he bounced back. But it sounds like Meniers is going to be back on the field, which is great because he's been one of the best right guards in all of football. So to get him back and have that offensive line, knock on wood, that has played literally every single game as a starter, has been the same throughout the season. So to me, it's the offensive line to carry over my key to the game. I like that. I, I'm not going to say Cortland Sutton, and I'm not going to say Russell Wilson because we're all going to watch them anyway. It's like, I mean, how do you not? So what I'm going to say is Javante Williams. Uh, Javante Williams got his first rushing touchdown since last December 2022 uh, in, in the game against the Chargers. It was sort of a finally moment. Um, he's been good this year. Not great, but good. Uh, he's, you know, coming back from the type of knee injury that he had takes a while. The confidence is there, but the opportunities to get in the end zone just haven't been taken advantage of until recently. Uh, I'm hopeful. And I think that it will happen that he can build on that and continue to 
be the weapon that we all believe he can be. We know he's the angry runs, uh, you know, heavy, hard to take down running back, uh, which is great to watch and, and wonderful to see. But getting into the end zone is going to build his confidence, going to make him feel better about himself obviously. And so I'd like, I'd like to see him build on that this week. Uh, and that's a, a good way to take pressure off of Russell Wilson. You alleviate some of the pressure of your quarterback by the running game going. So Javante Williams getting some carries, obviously uh, other guys getting carries and, and having some success is, is good. P Samaj P Ryan, for example, uh, is, is a good one on, on third downs and in the fourth quarter in particular, but, but Javante Williams for me is the guy who, who really sort of makes the running game go. And so he's my player to watch on offense. Uh, defense? Jaquan McMillan. Every time. that He's turning into a, a remarkable story, not just for the Broncos, but the National Football League. And I, I saw this comparison from somebody, and I don't want to – he's not Chris Harris Jr., but it's the same kind of mindset. It's that mindset that Rod Smith had where when you're an undrafted guy, you don't take it for granted and you take advantage of every opportunity that you get. And Jaquan McMillan is doing that. He, again, was all over the field. He should have had a strip sack fumble, but thank, thanks Tom Brady and the Oakland Raiders for the tuck rule because that's why we have that. So, but I, because they have the best cornerback in football in Pat Sertan. Now that they have someone opposite him and you mentioned the weapons, Amon St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, like they have weapons through the air. So La you mean Sam Laporta, TJ Hawkinson's in Minnesota. Oh, that's right. So Sam Laporta. <laughs> same. It's the same um, thing. They're the same guy. It's a tight end. And the, the Broncos struggle covering the tight end. It's, it's, nothing's changed. So I, I, in that sense, it's, it, that's where it's important to control the line of scrimmage to make the Lions one-dimensional because that's when Jared Goff will turn into Jared Goff and, and make a bad decision or three or four. And that's where Jaquan McMillan can come in and, and do what he has been doing. But it's not just creating turnovers. It's tackles for loss. It's sacks. It's tackles. It's passes defended. I mean, he's literally doing everything. Whenever there's a play that needs to be made, he's doing it. And so, and same is true with PJ Locke. Oh, Whenever there's a key my guy. play that needs to make, that's my so guy. So that ties into it. Perfect. That's called a it's called a segue, but not really. It's not a segue. It's just it's just it's just fortuitous that you mentioned him because that is my player to watch, and and for really a lot of the same reasons. Uh, the, the two of them, PJ Locke, uh, and and I. I, in a weird way, you know, we do our 90 and 90. I have a weird affinity for PJ Locke because I did uh, a 90 and 90 uh, piece on him a few years ago and was like, eh, maybe makes team, maybe does it. Now, that, that guy is balling out and deserves to be the starter. I think when Kareem Jackson comes back, uh, at, at most, Kareem Jackson should be splitting time with PJ Locke. But I think P.J. Locke has earned the starting role, and so he's my player to watch for a lot of the same reasons that you mentioned for Jaquan McMillan. The the just the tackles that he makes for a loss, his blitzing uh, against the Chargers. I mean, he got in on the quarterback a few times. It's it's the same, right? It really is the same. It's the same discussion, and so that secondary, as you talked about, with Pat Sertan being the best corner in the NFL, having Jaquan McMillan doing what he's doing and PJ lock doing what he's doing has been such a boon for that defense. 
Obviously, Justin Simmons is one of the best safeties in the league. Obviously, uh, you know, you know, it's one of those things where when the when the secondary is playing well, it's hard to beat this team. So watching PJ Locke do what you essentially just described by talking about Jaquan McMillan, like I I could just say PJ Locke ditto. I mean, and also PJ Locke. It's it's that easy, and it really does make it fun because you know that secondary is going to do something big. You know they are. You you can you can you put it on the calendar. It's going to happen. And when it does, that's that turnover thing that allows the offense to have those extra opportunities that we talk about. And it makes this team better. It makes them scary. Like I guarantee the NFL is watching the Broncos right now thinking somebody figure it out and please don't let them get in this into the playoffs because they're going to be a tough team. They're, they're a tough out. They are absolutely a tough out. Uh, you got a score for this one. 27, 17 Broncos. Ooh, you are, you are very bullish. Very bullish. I uh, I wrote my score down before we started. I wrote it down after writing down in my rundown, this game scares me. I'm not going to change the score that I wrote down because I don't think I'm wrong here. Uh, I have the Broncos winning this game, but it's close, 26-23. I think it's something that comes down to the end of the game. You're going to see either the defense step up, step up and make a stop or you'll see uh, Russell Wilson – do something big on offense and and get the win in the last minute. I don't think it's going to be a boring game. I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I just think the Broncos are going to be incredibly confident. Sean Payton is, and I think Dan Campbell said it on Tuesday, Sean Payton is going to want to go in and, and, and punch the Lions in the mouth. And I think the Broncos are going to want to reciprocate that with the way they played against the Chargers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you wanted to talk about something. I think we should mention it because it is kind of a fun story. Uh, and it has to do with uh, the quarterback of the New York football giants who play in New Jersey because that's whatever you call yourself. We, I mean, the Denver Broncos could be the, it could be, I don't know, pick a, pick a city somewhere, but you call them the Denver Broncos because you, I, whatever the NFL is weird like that. Anyway, I, I, I'm going to give you the floor. Cause I do like this conversation. I think it's funny. And then we'll get to our whip around the league. We'll talk about the AFC West and the rest of the league. I, I mean, what in the hell is going on with the giants? Like Brian Dable, I, I don't know if he's found lightning in a bottle and this is just for this season, but Tommy DeVito. And then I don't know if anyone, if you're not on social media, you can Google it or whatever. Google Tommy DeVito's agent. And there is nothing more New Jersey than the way his agent is dressed. Like he looked like he worked for Tony Soprano, like all black legitimately with the hat and then the celebration of the uh, basically the like the mafia like it's the, the, Ita- the, it's the, the Italian the hey, with the two with the finger hey. Hey, I do I do this all the time I do it in class to my students I'm like whoa what are you doing I mean, yeah yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. and and now it's bringing back like that that the when um uh, Tony Soprano's son is playing football and he's on the sideline and you get the Italian noise screaming because. He does really well, like ah, yeah, hey. So I mean, it's just it's a remarkable story. Like it, it, it's not only a giant story. Like when you picture the Giants, I, I mean, it's every cliche you can possibly oh, think so of. Good. He still lives at home. Listen, here's the thing I love about it: is as 
it is, you're right, the cliche. He still lives at home with his ma. Ma makes his bed. She fixes his dinner. She feeds. She cleans. She clothes. Ma takes care of this Tommy DeVito. I guarantee you his agent is some sort of cousin. Maybe not by blood, but he's a cousin of some kind. I'm watching the, the bear. I'm behind. I know. I'm watching the bear on uh, on FX right now or on Hulu, I should say. I'm getting caught up here. And, you know, everybody calls each other cousin, right? That's a very Chicago thing, but it's Chicago Italian, like cousin, 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 whatever. And But he, honestly... Tommy DeVito's agent, I guarantee they call him cousin. I guarantee it because it's that, you know, cousin. He's on the, he was on his phone. They had him on the phone, and I saw Scott Van Pelt was talking about him. And Scott Van Pelt even said, I loved it. He goes, as the grandson of a New Jersey Italian, that looks perfect to me. I love that line. He was like, he was like, yep, that looks exactly right. That's what my grandfather who lived in New Jersey would look like. <laughs> like, like, I, and I'm picturing this, like I'm picturing that celebration that keeps coming up from the Sopranos when AJ scores that <laughs> touch. Like I'm picturing Tommy DeVito as AJ Soprano. Like oh, yeah. that's legitimately oh, what yeah. this is like. Like if AJ Soprano was the quarterback for the jet or for the giants rather yeah. like, holy cow, you know, I, I, but what, what a great story. I will say the celebration that I love and I wish he would, that, that, that it was so great. The, the, at the, you remember the world baseball classic, the Italians were there. Their celebration when they would get to second base was to do the two Ita- the Italian salute with the two hands up and you you know you put your thumb into your fingers you point if you, just so you, I, I'm showing you because I can't help it but uh, you know, you put them up in the air and you do that and so we had a kid on the team uh, last name Piacenza and he would get to second that was his celebration when he hit a double he would do the the the, the double Italian like hands in the air thing. Fantastic. So he'll get a kick out of that. Cause he knows, he knows, I know he listens to the show. Um. <laughs> so I, I have to mention someone on, on X mentioned this. Is this the New Jersey giants version of silver linings playbook? Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Or, or is like the- real life, yeah. like a, a real life giants fan who still lives at home with his ma who has his, has his meals cooked for him. Now playing quarterback for the Giants Invin- and has them a game that, back for the playoffs. What, which which Disney movie? That's Invincible, right? With Mark with Marky Mark, you know Mark Wahlberg, and he plays Vince Papalia. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, so it's I I think that's a good one. That's yeah. Why not? Why not? I think that's good. Hey, the other thing you mentioned to me, uh, Giants are a game out of the playoffs, and so are the Bears. W- what's going on in the NFC? That's crazy. Like legitimately, like it's just a compl- It's a it's the role reversal of the six teams that are seven and six in the AFC to the six and seven teams out of the bears and giants, a game back of that. It's for the crazy. Playoffs. It's just absolutely crazy. So, all right. Let's in get, terms of, oh, yeah, go for it. The week 15 schedule. So before the Broncos play on Saturday night, the Vikings play at Cincinnati and is Browning going to carry over what he did against the, the Colts Hope or, not. I mean, that Vikings defense, it, it, it's pretty legit. Yes. And then the Steelers Colts, like that's a dream scenario for the Broncos because one of those teams is in the competition with the Broncos. So one of them's going to lose. Yep. You got the Bears Browns. I think the Browns are pretty much a lock now to get in. Yeah. I, I what, Here's something that we didn't talk about. The Broncos are a game back of the AFC West with a meltdown of epic proportions 
portions was hilarious. from toddler Patrick Mahomes who thinks that you can line up in the end zone and not be offside. Well, the refs have to warn you, apparently. They didn't warn us. We didn't get a warning about the rules. Don't you just know the rules? Isn't that just part of the game? Yeah, know the rules. Like, he was so far offside. What did I, And here, well, I pointed this out on X. You could have got the the right tackle for not being on the line of scrimmage for the upteenth time. Yeah, that just keeps happening, but whatever. So the Chiefs go to New England, who just beat up the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now I get it. Mitch Trubisky is not Patrick Mahomes, whatever. But that defense for New England is legit. And Patrick I, I, Mahomes just had an epic meltdown. Like, this is what happens when you're not handed wins. Uh, aside from that. Yeah, aside from that. <laughs> Texans go to Houston without C.J. Stroud. And then the Bills host the Cowboys, which the Cowboys, I mean, they're, the they're the, the second good. best team. Cowboys are the second best team in the NFC. To me, it's the 49ers and a large gap to anybody else. Like, they are legitimately the best team in football by yeah. a lot. Yeah. They're they're your Super Bowl favorite right now. If you if you didn't put a futures bet on them to win the Super Bowl, it's probably too late now to get any value, but if you just like to win, you might throw one on there. So, yeah, it, you know, this this is this week as far as the games go, very important. Very important for the Broncos, need a lot of things to shake out. The AFC West actually ends up being sort of unimportant, right? Chargers Raiders kick off the the week on Thursday. Uh, with, I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah, so that's your you know that's your Thursday night game. You don't have to watch that because uh, nobody knows who the quarterbacks are. Uh, and, and, and the Raiders stick. The, the Raiders just lost the game three to nothing. So uh, whatever. But way uh, to go, Raiders. Yeah, I, I think the Vikings get a win against the Bengals, which we talked about just a little bit ago, which helps the Broncos. And, and yeah, hugely. Yeah, I. I, I if if somehow the Patriots could steal a win from the Chiefs, it's Patriots at home. It's it's a Sunday morning game. We know that traveling east on a Sunday for a West Coast team, and I know that the Chiefs aren't a West Coast team, but they're a West team, is difficult. That's a that's a game that, like you said, the meltdown. I think they've recovered from that. Patrick Mahomes came out and was like, "Yeah, I was I overreacted or whatever." Well, you're just BSing because you don't want to lose the refs. We understand that, but. Bill Belichick's legacy is on the line here, I think. Not necessarily legacy, but the end of his time in New England has been rough. And I say the end because Father Time waits for no man. And he's going to end up leaving eventually. Leaving on a, a sour note like he may end up at the end of this season is not something he wants. Stealing a win against the Chiefs here would be a nice little feather in his cap. So I do think that the Patriots will be teed up. I don't think they're going to get the win, but I would love it because you're right. Then the Broncos get into the playoffs having won, having won the AFC West versus sneaking in in the, the last wild card spot. That would be awesome. So we're rooting for the Titans to beat the Texans. Uh, Which they probably will because they're going to end up playing Davis Mills. Correct. Uh, and the, the Titans didn't look uh, all that bad against the Dolphins on Monday night. So, And meanwhile, the Dolphins can't beat a good team. I... They haven't yet. I mean, they beat the Broncos. The Broncos were good. That was in week three. That's a long, long time ago.
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.